Welcome to the Nerd Stalgic Podcast with your host, the Ginger Hello, and welcome back to another exciting but spooky episode of the Nerd Stagit Podcast. I'm your host, Luke the Human. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're all good, as per usual. Uh, before I get into today's episode, just got to do a bit of housekeeping. And today's housekeeping is make sure that you follow me on Twitter at nerdstagic underscore pod to be kept up to date on everything and anything that I will be doing, reading, watching, and all that jazz. Um, and if you're listening on YouTube, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. It helps me out immensely. As recording this, I'm actually 106 subscribers, which is absolutely insane so thank you for everybody who subscribed so far um and make sure you hit that notification bell so you be kept up to date whenever i release a new episode every sunday so uh welcome back to spooky week four uh, for the final week um of more uh horror goodness from me we have looked at the likes of critters um killer clowns from out of space we did the stuff uh, last week, which I still can't get over the stuff. Every time I go to the shop now and see yogurt, I just think of the stuff. It's just embedded in my brain now. I haven't eaten any stuff, I do promise. Um, but it's taken over. And I can't... I'm just fascinated with, with that film now. Um, but we've done all uh, incredible B-tier classics from the 80s. I figured, to wrap it all off, I wanted to watch a movie that I've only ever seen once. I've never seen it once, and only and last time I saw it, I was very very young. Um, this film came out in two thousand eight, so I was ten at the time, and um, I remember seeing the trailer for it, and uh, always wanted to watch it. Just been amazed, and because again, our group with horror, so it was like, oh, this fascinating. It looks really gory, it looks really sort of brutal, and it's got Andy Circus in it. I love Andy Circus, so I was just like, oh, I gotta see this. And I remember late at night, couldn't sleep. And it was on, I think, film four. It was halfway through, so I started watching it. And it's one of the movies that even though I haven't watched, I didn't watch it from the beginning, I lost a lot of the context. I was lucky enough to pull it on the TV and it had gotten to the part where it was really gory and brutal. Um, and it's just stuck with me ever since. And ever since, it's been one of those movies that whenever anybody says to me, oh, Luke, can you recommend a horror movie? I'm like, yeah, sure. I recommend this movie. All the time, and granted, I've only ever seen it once, and it's been a very, and I haven't seen it in a very, very long time. It's a movie that's just stuck with me. It's got an incredible cast. It's incredibly British. It's comedy. It's horror. It's gory. It's brutal. It's fantastic. I love it. Um, and I wanted to do something modern, but do something that I actually love and something I actually have seen before, even if I've only ever seen it once. Um, so instead of doing uh, finishing off with some 80s BT horror. I wanted to go to a bit of a modern British horror comedy, BT horror goodness, um, with today's episode with the 2008 movie, The Cottage. Uh, comedy horror about two brothers who kidnap a crime's boss's daughter, hold her for ransom in a secluded country cottage um, until they find that they are not alone in said cottage. Um, I'm really, really excited about this film i really really am um like i said it's it's brutal it's stupid it's silly it's funny 
It's got great one-liners. If I don't know if this movie actually is classed as the B-tier horror, but from my memories of it and looking back into it recently for my research before I got around to actually watching it again and re-watching the trailer, um, which you haven't seen the trailer, just go on to YouTube and type in The Cottage movie trailer. It's scary, it's spooky, but it's incredibly British and it's incredibly silly. Um, and I, again, I don't know if it's a B-tier horror, but I would class it as one. It's got everything, all the hallmarks of a, of a classic beta horror movie. You know, it's got the it's got the gore, it's got the um, silliness, but at the same stage, you know, it's it's very brutal. Um, it's got the cheesy dialogue, the funny dialogue. Um, yeah, so I would class it as a modern beta horror. So that is today. Today we're going to be watching the uh, Cottage. Um, as for the IMDb um, voiceover. It's a bit of a small one because IMDb don't do long ones, but they do enough to really get you into the idea what the movie's about. So, voiceover time. <clears throat> In a remote part of the countryside, a burgled kidnapping turns into a living nightmare for four central characters when they cross paths with a psychopathic farmer and all hell breaks loose. In the cottage. Yeah, not so great today, IMDb. They don't, they're not really do <laughs> uh, this movie any justice. Um, as for the cast, we have Andy Serkis as David, Reese Shearsmith as Peter. Um, you might recognise that uh, that actor if you watched um, League of Gentlemen, um, and that and he was also recently in um, Good Omens season two. He has been in Doctor Who. He he was in. Actually, a fellow actor of his that was in A League of Gentlemen was also in Doctor Who as well. Um, he's also been in Inside Number 10, which I haven't watched yet. I'm still making my way through League of, uh, League of The League of Gentlemen. Um, but he's known, um, and he's the comedy troupe that he's with, uh, for doing very dark comedy, horror-ish sort of things. So you might recognise uh, Reese Shearsmith. Um, also, we've got Jennifer um, Elston as Tracy, Steve O'Donnell as Andrew. Uh, Steve O'Donnell is a classic uh, British uh, actor, not very widely known, but if you've seen any sort of British movie, he is there always, um, and he's he's always just a great standout. Um, there's also another character in this, which I don't want to mention his name, because if you're a horror connoisseur, you'll know who he is. Um, straight away, but he's in this, and I, I'm going to leave it to the very end because I've got some trivia on um, this one particular actor. But there's an actor in this that only has a small role, which I didn't notice it at first um, because at the time I hadn't watched said film that this actor had been in, so I I didn't recognise this actor uh, originally. But it is a bit of a um, bit of trivia for you at the end, so I'll leave that to the very end. But that is pretty much your central cast of the film the film was directed by and uh, paul andrew williams um you, you might recognize his name you might not he directed london to brighton in 2006 then he did the cottage in 2008 then he did song for marion in 2012 and he did filth in 2013 i haven't watched any of his other movies i've only ever watched the cottage um, so I can't say if they are any good or not. Um, those are his most popular ones, but he, he's done loads. He's done Cherry Tree Lane, Dates, Murdered by the Boyfriend Intruder, The The Archman Show, Broad, he, was, he did Broadchurch, Murdered for Being Different, Strangers, A Confession, Isolation Stories, Ball, The Walk-In. God, he's, he's done loads. Uh, Coming Up, Royalty, blah, blah, blah. He's done 
a lot of movies. And the reason I'm looking in, uh, mention the director is because no matter how much I research this movie, I can't find anything on the production. The only thing that I can find, which uh, if you are sort of a regular to the Nerd Static podcast, you know that I like to talk about the production and uh, look into it and give a bit more sort of backstory of how they decided uh, to make the movie and that sort of thing. Um, but I couldn't find anything. All I could really find was that the movie was shot in Isle of Man. And that is the long and short of it. That's where it was shot and that the movie made... Hold on a second. It had a budget of... Um, ugh, oh God, I'm terrible at numbers. £2,500,000. Uh, and it made um, £1,006,000. Two hundred and twenty-six thousand pounds and eighty pound and eighty pence. Uh, <laughs> I think it's eighty pence. Anyway, it didn't make it the money back that it was budget. It got close, but it didn't it didn't make the money back. Um, it's gone. It currently got a seventy-one or seventy-two um, on Rotten Tomatoes, which again I don't really believe much in Rotten Tomatoes, but some people do out there. So it's it's certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. So that should give you some inkling of how good it is. Um, but yes, yeah, so that is about it. I haven't got really much more to say. I'm just really, really excited. This is, like, like I said, a movie that I'm always recommending to people to watch and, and give a go. And it's like, everybody's just like, yeah, yeah, well, I don't think actually people do. So I'm hoping that with this review that I've widened some people's eyes to this movie and some people will go out and, and, and give it a watch. And enjoy. I know I'm really, really excited. Um, I'm ready for this sort of silly British comedy horror. Um, and if it does well, you know, there's other ones that I want to watch. You know, there's Doghouse, there's Severance. Um, again, all British horror sort of comedies from the early 2000s that I grew up with and, and I loved. You know, so if this does well, I might go and check those out. Um, but... Without further ado, enough of my rambling. That's the introduction finished. I'm going to go off now and watch the 2008 classic, in my opinion, um, The Cottage. All right, let's get into it, shall we? I'm in hillbilly hell. My IQ's dropping by the second. I'm becoming one of them. <laughs> Sorry about that. I just wanted to try something different uh, for the beginning. But um, yeah, I've just finished watching The Cottage and I absolutely loved it. I, I, I had so much fun. I really, really did. Um, it was, it's incredible. Really, really is. It's, it's, I can already say now without even having to do the review. If you haven't seen this movie, which I doubt most people have, because whenever I mention it, no one ever knows about it. Um, but Again, if you haven't seen this film, go watch it. It's incredible. Highly recommend it. You'll have a lot of fun, uh, a lot of laughs, some great kills, some great gore. All of this stuff I'll get into details in a minute. But generally, I don't really need to say anything. It's it's that good of a time. It's incredibly British. It's really dark comedy. Go watch it. You know, that's my long and short of it. If I was ever going to do like a quick fire sort of one minute review that would be my review for this movie is like go watch it but that's not why we're here we, we don't do one minute reviews here we do 30 minute reviews um, at the nerd stagit podcast um so let's get into it shall we so this movie is a truly twisted british dark comedy um film 
I again, I would after watching this a second time properly from the beginning, I will now happily sit here and count it as a as a B tier horror film. Um, it's campy, it's cheesy, it's funny, it's gory. You know, it has some great kills in it. It's it's scary, but it's not like terrifying. It just has really good suspense at times. It's not no proper like there's no jump scares or anything like that. It, it but the horror is done in, in such a way where the suspense or the music's done in such a great way that it, I would say you could even say, even though it is a B tier movie, that it, it, it verges close to being proper number A tier as well. How well it does the horror um, side of it all. It, it doesn't play, always play loose and silly with it. Sometimes it actually does try to be a little bit serious, um, but then goes to back to being silly because, again, this movie knows what it is and what it's trying to do. Um, so, a truly twisted British dark comedy um horror i i loved it um just as good as i remember if not better now that i've seen it all right from the beginning because uh, if like as i mentioned in the introduction i remember watching this movie but i remember watching it when the shit goes down when everything starts going south and everybody starts dying that's when i turned the tv on and started watching it and it's those moments that have stuck with me the longest because again that's all i really remember of this film and it's, again it's been years since i last watched this this film um again i knew everybody was gonna die because i saw it but i didn't know how they got to the cottage how they got to where they were you know so having to have that con- um, context now and remembering sort of the nostalgia of those great kills those great gory moments i enjoy it a lot more than i remember enjoying it because now i have the the overarching context of the stuff that i missed um so that was 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 quite nice to go back into it um absolutely hilarious you know i i was laughing all the way through this film i laughed a lot more in this than i did laughing through um critters laughing through killer clowns from outer space um laughing through the stuff or should i say the stuff um i was just i was like not tears but like proper like outrageous sort of like ha 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 you know well that's a that was a fake laugh that's not actually how i laugh <laughs> but proper like laughing to myself out loud um with some of the scenes and some of the things they do in it doing this um the way like Andy Serkis, he like he. I would say Andy Serkis in this, he's like the straight man, like he is sort of um, the straight man. He he is very serious. He takes what's going on very seriously, and all the others are the one are the fools, are the idiots. You know, his brother's a wimp. His brother's a big baby, um, and Andy Serkis is basically the brain, the brawn, sort of the head of the family. Um, and then again, he has his brother, who was a bit of an idiot, but you know, he's harmless. He's just, he's, you know, he's an idiot. He's a wimp, really. Um, there's a big part at the end that I want to mention in special mentions how much, it just proves how much of a wimp he is, but it's one of the most funniest moments that just make me giggle because <laughs> it reminds me of my brother. But I will get onto that um, near to the end. Um, and then, you know, he has Andrew. He appears up. He comes into the story and he's just a buffoon. And he, and it, it's just funny how like you just see how Andy Serkis' character is playing the straight man in all this comedy, and he's got some great one-liners as well, some great quotes, and he's just trying his best not to lose his shit for this whole movie. Like this movie, it's a lot slower start than the rest. The first thirty minutes is basically David trying not to lose his shit with his brother Peter and Andrew. Um, 
that's the first 30 minutes of it while he's also trying to deal with the fact of he's got Tracy upstairs the girl the girl that um him and his brother Peter have uh, kidnapped and he's just trying to be like look all I want to do stop being a pleb get the money we'll give the girl back and we part ways you know that's it Rick basically um but all goes wrong. His brother starts messing up. He, he says he's like, they're wearing masks, but he goes, David, and he's, his brother's looking at him like, you just said my name. <laughs> you know? Um, he's like, oh shit, sorry, did I? And he's like, yes, it was one of the first things you said. <laughs> I, I distinctly walked into the room and said, don't say my name. We're going to use like fake names. And then as soon as you walk in, you say my name. Um, and then you got Andrew, he walks in, he's bought a mask, but the mask, he put the wrong one. It, it like, it's a, covers his whole head, but there's just a big gaping hole so you can see all of his face. And he walks in and the girl recognises him and it, it, it's a complete, uh, you know, shit show. It's hilarious. Um, it's funny. Um, but that is like the first 30 minutes is really sort of setting it up, setting up this, like, <laughs> how can I explain it? Because um, like after the first 30 minutes, the real sort of tone of the movie changes. Um, it turns into pure horror and gore. Because, like, uh, the first beginning of the of the film, the, like the first 30 minutes, is very much of, like, um, gangster movie sort of thing. It's a very heist sort of film, very much of, like, a, a standard brummy British sort of gangster film of, like, we've, ki- we've kidnapped the boss, the big boss's daughter, big gangster uh, boss's daughter um we want a ransom we want the money um and basically they're stupid the big boss has already figured out uh, who they are and where they are and he sent two of his best men down to um go deal with them um but you know big guys get down there they're scoping outside watching the idiots on the inside freaking out and trying their best to handle the situation while david again is trying not to lose his shit um and then they mysteriously go missing and all you can hear is screaming in the woods but the the guys that are inside the kidnappers they're oblivious to all the screaming and all the outside because they're just too busy screaming at each other and trying to focus on what's got Tracy upstairs as she's basically like she's got a potty mouth and I can't repeat any of the words she is because most of the words are the C word um, and she's got a proper like I, 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 is it is it Scouse? She's got a proper thick Scouse sort of English accent that just when she says the C word it just sounds so good like I don't like the word but it just sounds so good um uh, and most of her dialogue is her just calling people pussies and the c word and fuckers and idiots and yeah i do apologize i don't tend to swear in, in in my um episodes but i figured because it's halloween i'm just gonna have a bit of fun and and that's why i've sweared <laughs> more than i do i i tend to um usually in my podcast episodes um but it just comes with it like y- there's no way you can't explain this without having to swear because there's a lot of swearing is and when you're talking about British comedies or you're talking about British horror or gangster films, that sort of thing, there's always tons of F-bombs, tons of C-bombs, S-bombs, tons of vulgar bombs, and you just can't help not sort of, especially being British, just pick it up and go, all right. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say one and I cut myself off quickly. <laughs> that's, what's editing, that's what editing is for. Um, but yeah, like going back to it, we're going off on a tangent there. Um, 
this it, like it quickly turns from heist gone wrong gangster movie to Tex Texas Chainsaw Massacre meets the House of Wax, you know, aka Hillbilly Hell, really. Um, again, don't let, don't let that put you off. Like me saying, over the first thirty minutes is is just them being stupid in comedy and that sort of thing. You know, it's funny. It's like there there are suspenseful moments. There's some great acting here. Like like the lines are silly, but the the actors have been even when they're being stupid, they're being serious. You know, the actors are properly... Like, these are some good actors here. Reese is a good actor, Reese Sheeran. He's a fantastic actor. He plays Pete. Um, Andy Serkis, again, who plays David. Incredible actor. I'm a huge fan of Andy Serkis. He's one of my favourite actors of all time. Uh, the girl that plays Tracy, she, again, proper giving a good performance here. So, even though the lines and the dialogue is cheesy, everybody is, like, not overacting, but they're putting in a pretty good performance here, you know? Um, and I, you know, you gotta respect it, uh, for that, but yeah, proper after the first 30 minutes, it goes into real horror territory, suspenseful. And I'll be honest, this is the first out of all the films I've watched so far for Halloween. This is the first, um, film I've actually been somewhat scared in, like not terrified. Um, but it's very suspenseful. Like, they, like I've, I've forgotten a lot of the moments in this and a lot of the things that happened in it. Um, and there are, it is scary when you have uh, the farmer because he hasn't, we don't really have a name. We, he's just the farmer. Um, when the farmer does appear and he's hacking and slashing and, and, and all that, it is quite terrifying. And as they're trying to run through the cottage, run through this little farmhouse, trying to get away from him and he's busting down doors and, uh, he's brutally killing people and there are times where it's quite scary especially when the characters are making stupid mistakes you know they're in the cottage for example and um the tracy's gone upstairs she's gone to look for a phone um and basically peter's downstairs he's all busted up and he keeps hearing noises from the cellar and the cellar doors close at this point He's screaming out. He's freaking out because he can hear noises. Tracy comes down like, "What are you being a pussy for? Like, what, what's the matter? What's wrong?" And he goes, "There's no, there's, I can hear stuff moving down there." And she's just like, "Yeah, we're in a creepy, spooky um, cottage in the middle of nowhere. It's really, really old. Of course, you're going to hear noises downstairs." And then she just lifts it up, doesn't she? And then all hell bakes loose. You know, like if you hear noises coming out of any cellar, don't open the door, don't go down there, and don't linger. You know, if you're going to open the door, don't linger, you know, don't and don't take your eyes off the hole. You know, keep your eyes 100 percent on the hole at all times. She does all of them things and more. And yeah, she pays for it, basically. Um, like <laughs> the gore in this film is incredible. It's amazing. Really well done. Um, same with the kills, you know, they're all, um, very brutal, very well done kills, to be honest. Uh, Peter and Tracy, you know, they meet the farmer first and it doesn't end, end well for them. I don't really want to give away a lot of the kills because some of the kills are very, very creative and well done. Um, but I can go to like examples like, for example, um, Peter, uh, gets his front of his right foot, his toes chopped off with a spade. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Uh, Peter, uh, yeah, David gets it in the leg with a pickaxe. Uh, Andrew gets 
basically cleaved into from testicles to um, chesticles, um, <laughs> basically. Uh, you become chesticles. Uh, what else? I'm trying to think what else. Um, it would, Peter gets a lot of damage. He gets his nose broken. That's mostly done by Tracy. To be honest, she headbutts like she's she's bandaged up, right? She got she's got no movement of her arms, right? So they're tied her arms behind her back, and she's that much of a sort of boss, like literally badass. That she just head she's on the she's got this guy down, and she's headbutting Peter constantly in the face, and he's that much of a wimp and a pussy. He doesn't do anything about it. He's just sitting there crazy, going, "David, David," <laughs> you know. It, it's hilarious I, I, it's, it's fantastic but you know Peter and Tracy they meet the farmer first um, and it doesn't end well for either of them um, and then eventually David and Andrew uh, meet the farmer again I don't want to get into no real big spoilers because like the kills are some of the best part of the film and like um, like I said some are deliberately hilarious and are done for comedic effect so again, I don't want to spoil them for any uh, anybody. Like for example, there's a moment where Andrew, he's a bit of, um, as I mentioned, he's a, he's an idiot basically. Um, the engine's running, but nobody's behind the wheel. The best way to put it. And basically, him and David, they're looking for Peter and Tracy because Tracy's the like I should mention Tracy's the girl that they kidnapped and she got free and she's got uh, she the reason her and Peter got away is because. Um, she managed to get a knife and she's like getting uh, Peter leading him away to find a house where they can find a phone. Um, so that's why they found and got to the cottage because, you know, they were looking, uh, Tracy was looking for a phone to call the police, call her father, to basically come round to save her and to kick the arse, um, living shit out of Peter and David uh, and Andrew. Um, so, you know, that happens. And then you have the moment with Andrew and David they're in the field they're making their way to the cottage and again it's a fantastic line and it's the comedic timing of this is just impeccably well done it's so well done and I forgot it happens and when it happened I burst into I burst out laughing I did I thought it was hilarious um because it was that well done so you had the punchline no I don't know sorry you had the build-up so the build-up is they're coming to the field they're close to the cottage and Andrew says to um, to David didn't there be any traps David goes, well, no, they, I, I wouldn't think so. And laughs, so they're still walking. Andrew goes, are you sure? Because we're in a farmer's field and a farmer always has. And before he can finish the line, right, he stands on a bear trap and it just clamps on his leg. Um, and I laughed. I thought it was hilarious because it was just the comedic time. Of his legs. Like you, have, you have the set of Andrew bringing it up. And then the punchline was him standing on, on a trap and getting his leg caught right uh hilarious and then david's like oh shit so he tries to help him so he manages to pour it free manages to pour it free and pull it down and then he hears a scream so he turns around thinking oh peter and as he does obviously he lets go <laughs> and the trap goes back on and crushes andrew's leg again <laughs> he's screaming ah ah <laughs> I'm s i am I know. I'm sick. I'm sorry. I'm 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 a I'm a bad puppy. I'm sick. I, I shouldn't laugh. But some of them are just done so comedically and there's so much screaming in this and it's 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 all all the screaming's done by the men. Mostly Peter and Andrew. 
Um, uh, it, it's just, it's funny. It's it's hilarious. I, I just couldn't have this laugh all my, all my way through. All my way through just, just how many times it happens. And um, I ain't going to spoil the ending or anything like that. But like you do tend, you do get little bits of story here and there to, you try as you sort of unravel as well, should I say, David unravels um, who the farmer is, why the farmer's doing what they're doing, um, why the farmer, you know, has is, is killed loads of people. You know, why the people of the village told David that um, he should stay in his doors at night. Very sort of um, werewolf, in, uh, American werewolf in New York sort of thing when the they go out for a hike and they go to the bar and he goes... Um, you should you shouldn't go outside. You shouldn't be walking the hills at night. People go missing, um, and that sort of foreigners and that go missing, and pe- local people don't it's like last very long around here. Um, obviously, the villagers all know they they know what the crack is, but they're not going to give it away. Like they're going to give you a, the vaguest warning ever, which if anything is just going to creep you out and make you want to run for the hills. But their their first words are like, "Yeah, don't go into the woods." Uh, lock your doors, stay inside, do not leave. Um, but, you know, again, the most vaguest of things. But again, they do. They all go into the woods. They all leave. And um, some of them die in the woods. And then others die actually in sort of the cottage. Um, but it, it's fantastic. Absolutely. It's it's incredibly well done. Um horror film dark comedy hilarious it hits all the right notes um the gore the brutality the story beats as well they work especially when you piece together like you understand as to why the, again like the, why the farmer's doing what they do is doing what he's doing um it gives you that thing of like where's the where's the the wife where's the daughter where are they um what's he done to them the house is so pristine but there's like there's 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 face masks everywhere and there's um like actual human heads right in there's hands and fingers like dotted around the place like everything looks so clean and pristine like it's normal but the bits like there's hands in the fridge for example um and there's like wedding ring there's a wedding ring and there's a severed hand somewhere and it's all very sort of you know what I mean? It's like very like this is we should leave, um, but again, once you're there, it's too late. You can't leave because he will get you. <laughs> he will. The farmer will find you. Um, but yeah, very very well done. I really really enjoyed this film a lot. I do want to do a special mention uh, before I sort of give my overall thoughts and feelings. Um, Pete, there's there's this running joke in in the in the film. And again, this shows how much of a sort of wimp um, Peter is. He's scared of moths, right? Now, nothing wrong being scared of moths. Nothing at all. I'm scared of spiders. Um, but it made me laugh the most is because my little brother doesn't like um, anything. He doesn't like any, he doesn't like, you know, not just moths. He doesn't like moths, but he doesn't like any sort of flying insect. I remember that once we went to um, a butterfly farm and we told him what but we explained to him what a butterfly farm was, what it is, how it works, the idea, the concept behind it. And he went, yeah, yeah, OK, no problem. Um, so we go into the butterfly farm and it's one of those like you, you can't go back. You have to keep, go through to get out. Um, as soon as we get in, 
I remember his face. He just sees these butterflies um, and he just freezes dead and he attaches himself to me. Um, and he every time one comes near him, he's like, ah, he's screaming. He's screaming. You think he's being murdered. Um, and it made me laugh. And the reason I bring that up um, and the reason why I, I bring Peter's moth obsession up um, is because there is one scene. <laughs> because it, it, i laughed harder at it because of my experience with my brother um was this one scene with in the cottage and peter thinks like you know i i need to find like i i need to find like a toilet i need to find somewhere to freshen up like tracy's gone look for a phone they haven't met the farmer at this point um and he basically goes to find a way to somewhere to clean up because his face is all bloody where she's hit him and it's all bruised and all that and he goes into this room and the camera zoomed in on his face and he turns the lights on and it's this moment where he's just screaming and panicking and you don't know what he's screaming about and then the camera zooms out (laughs) and when i say that there is a biblical amount of moths in this um toilet like we're not in the toilet, but in like the in the bathroom. There is a biblical amount of moths in this bathroom, and he's just sitting there like having the worst nightmare of his life, screaming. And all the but like these little moths are flying around him, no problem. Doesn't even care that he's there, and he's like, ah, ah, screaming. <laughs> I'm dying laughing because I'm I'm laughing at him. Then I remember in the time my brother was exactly the same, and he stuck to me a glue. And I remember a butterfly landed on my shoulder he freaked out he let go he jumped off me as he jumped off me butterflies went past him so he freaks out clings back on to me looks at the butterfly clings up this happened twice two three times right and uh, then he was like kill it kill it kill it i'm like no i'm not gonna kill the butterfly nothing wrong with the butterfly he's like it's but it's there it's in my face ah um and i just had sort of that moment of like oh I had that for I had that same moment with my brother. It was hilarious. I would be the same though. If I walked into that room and it was full of spiders, I would have been the same. I'm not like I'm not making fun of him because he's scared of moths. It's just the fact of it's a running joke that every time he sees a moth, he a moth, he freaks out. And that he happens to go into a room full of moths. And it was it, it, it's it's just it I'm not doing it justice. It's it's more funny when you see it. It's hilarious, right? Um, so I just wanted to sort of bring that up as a as a special mention, but honestly, overall, it's a fantastic film. It's one of them horror movies that I wish more people ha- have or had seen, um, because it's not it's, again, it's not one that many people bring up. Whenever you like, you mention horror films, and you like, I mentioned this film, no one ever goes, "Oh yeah, I remember the cottage. I've seen that." Hardly anybody um, has seen this film, um, which is a shame, re- re- really, because um, it's that good. You know, it's really, really um, that good. And I, and I feel like more eyes should be um, on it. But yes, yeah, so that that is my overall sort of feeling, is the fact that if you haven't watched it, Go out and watch it. You know, do yourself a favor and give it a go. You know, like like I said, like it, it's funny. Um, it's not overly terrifying and scary. Um, 
there are moments uh, again of comedy there are moments of horror there are moments of gore uh, brutal violence and but they also have the gangster side of it like it's very it's very much of like the tone shifts so quickly from like one film to the next and then you have Andy Serkis basically putting a great performance in trying to play the straight man while also dealing with his idiot brother and the other uh, they're over a sort of um, kidnapper accomplice, accomplice while they deal with Tracy upstairs while she's like a hard-ass sort of proper Londoner gal who doesn't stand for anything and will properly knock the crap out of you, you know, if given the opportunity, as well as, you know, then having to then deal with the fact of this maniac farmer who is like ripping, he's like, ripping people to pieces and killing folks and then he's having to deal with that at the same time and it's like can i not just get one <laughs> nothing go right tonight at all um and then the ending oh I, I i'm staying away from the ending but the ending is very much of like oh for god's sake sort of thing um very much for the character and then a lot of a lot of the things if you've been paying attention as well to a lot of the i know even though there's not a lot of story there but if you pay attention to the horror parts and you pay attention to the um, farmer parts the ending is 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 very much of like oh for god's sake sort of like you thought you was out the frying pan and you went back into the oven sort of thing my best try be as vague as possible but definitely 100 percent um, I can I can highly highly recommend this to everybody anybody um, to watch this. If you're American and you watch this, I think you'd still find enjoyment out of it. But there might be a few English sort of proper slang words that you might not understand. But I still think you'd have a fun time um, with this. But that is my overall thoughts. Before I wrap it up and come to the end, I did say in the introduction I had a bit of trivia. Um, and if you're a horror fan and you like your horror, you will know. Um, this bit of trivia. Well, you won't know the trivia, but you know the person in the trivia, the one cast member that I didn't mention, um, and for very good reason because I didn't notice. Obviously, when I first watched this film and I saw this scene that uh, this uh, certain character, certain actor, um, is in, I didn't know who it was because I hadn't hadn't yet watched the movie that said actor. Um, was in and was actually famous for and I think the actor actually still plays this character even today um, and I think I, I think there's been a recent film actually um, for this series out um, recently um, but basically here's a bit of trivia that is like you know is uh, the one bit of thing I've been saving up all this time that you've actually been waiting for you didn't want to know about my review you just wanted to hear this bit of trivia so um, the man with the dog who speaks to David when he goes into the village um, to make a phone call to the boss uh, to basically let the boss know that I've got your daughter, I want 100,000, I'm at this location, boom, 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 boom. Um, the man with the dog who comes up to David after he finishes off the phone um, is Doug Bradley, uh, better known as Pinhead in the Hellraiser film franchise. Yeah, I had no idea who that was. I didn't reckon. I'm so obviously, I'm so used to used to him, used to seeing him in pinhead um, makeup that I wouldn't recognize him without it, and I didn't. I did not recognize him at all. Like, um, and it wasn't until going through the trivia, I was like, "Oh, it's him! <laughs> it's Doug Bradley." I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." 
and it's quite fun as well. The fact of you know they get another sort of horror icon and they bring him in there, and that for people who are horror fans will know who he is and recognize him, and get the fun and un- get the fun side out of it. Um, the sort of that nostalgia berries like oh god it's Hellraiser, um, as well as it just being a pretty good film. So uh, I, that's why I didn't mention the guy's name because I wanted to leave it for the trivia round. But yes, um, Doug Bradley from Hellraiser Pinhead um, does make an appearance in this uh, film, which I think is really, 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 really awesome. If you ask me, um, but yeah, that is everything. Uh, Again, like I said, I love this film. I really do. And I'll happily watch it again and again and again. Um, and if anybody wants to uh, watch it with me, I'll happily pull it on. I haven't got the DVD. I did watch the unrated version. Um, that's probably why mine had a lot more swearing in it and a lot more gore um, than, than possibly the rated version. Or maybe mine was longer. I don't really know. But I got extra goodness. So I guess if you want the extra goodness, look for the unrated version. You could probably find it cheap in a, in CEX or a charity shop for like pennies at this point because it's, you know, movies don't sell for a lot uh, nowadays. It's all about streaming. Um, I don't know if it is on streaming. I didn't look. Um, I managed to uh, borrow a copy of somebody who I knew had the film um, and that's the version that I watched. But I'm sure this, you can probably find it somewhere streaming somewhere. Um, possibly. Or like I said, the DVD is really, really cheap. But yeah, so that is my thoughts and feelings on the 2008 horror classic, in my opinion, uh, The Cottage. Um, oh, God, I completely lost my train of thought there. I'm, I'm that much in in, in inertia of, of, of happy and excitedness, excitedness that I forgot what I was going to do. Oh, yeah, the ending. Wrap it up time. So... Uh, thank you very, very much for listening to my thoughts and feelings. If you want to know more uh, of not just of films and video games and books and things like that, um, that I'm doing and reading and watching and all that jazz, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at nerdstagic underscore pod. Uh, or you can catch me on YouTube at the Nerdstagic Podcast. If you're listening on that and you haven't subscribed yet, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. It'll help me out immensely. So thank you very, very much there. Um, also, you can find the Nerd Stagic Podcast basically anywhere and anywhere that you can find podcasts. Just go onto Google, type in the Nerd Stagic Podcast, and it will give you a long list of all the platforms that I'm on. The only place you won't find me is Apple Podcasts. And um, yeah, so spooky week, week four um, is over. Spooky week and spooky season in total is done, which I know is a shame. I, I would really rather not it end, and I wish I could carry on watching um, a lot of B, a lot more BT horror films. Like I'd wanted to watch The Blob, uh, The Reanimators, The what's her name now? That that woman, Eva Evelina, Eva, not Evelyn, Eva I I can't remember. Um, I've really forgot. I've forgotten her name. Oh, I can't remember. Like the, the Queen of Darkness, I think her name is. Evelyn? 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 Yeah, something like that. I wanted to watch those. Those are recommended to me. Um, I wanted to watch Soylent Green because I've only seen bits of that because of, uh, and I wanted to watch that. So there are many, many other things I want to look at. Um, and if this, all of these um, 
sort of films that I've looked at, if they've done really well and, and people are interested, then I might make it a more regular thing and, and do a lot more sort of B-tier horror films. Or, you know, if people want to give me some recommendations, I can leave it till next Halloween and then we can pick through there. We can see what um, what we do. Uh, but I, I do want to say... At the bottom of my heart, thank you for sticking with me this Halloween. Thank you for listening. Everybody who's come back and listened to the episodes, uh, people who commented and, and people who have um, sort of gave me feedback and that sort of things, it's really, really appreciated. And I'm glad that people um, enjoyed enjoyed this. And um, I've enjoyed it. It's been a fantastic time. Um, and I just can't wait to do it all over again. Um, but... One more bit of surprise I have before I properly go, before I leave. I do have one more surprise. Horror season isn't technically over. Well, not for the Nerd Stagic podcast anyway. Um, I have a special, shall we say, bonus episode um, installed for you um, next week. Uh, I'm not going to give any hints as to what it is or what it pertains to be. Um, But I will say that if you listened last year to the podcast, last Halloween uh, in season one, um, you know that I'm a fan of this uh, series and that um, it's probably one of the longest episodes I've ever done. Uh, Not the the one coming next week, the one last year. Um, And I decided to delve deeper into that topic. So um, if you have, if you're interested, you know, and you think you might know what it is, um, then by all means, go back and do a bit of uh, detective work, either on YouTube or um, on Spotify to see what um, spooky things I was doing last Halloween. but if you're not inclined to do that, that's completely fair. Uh, but rest assured, there is a bit of a bonus surprise um, coming next week, and that I think you'll all be—I think you'll all very, very much like it. Um, uh, I had a well of a time doing that, and that one is pre-recorded. That one I finished quite a while ago, mainly because I had no idea how long it would take me, so I wanted to do it as early as possible. <laughs> um, but it's going to be good and you're going to enjoy it. And I had a lot of fun with that one. So you've got a lot to look forward to um, next week. It isn't over yet. Things are still coming from me. Um, not just the bonus episode, but after Halloween as well. After the bonus episode, I have a few, um, like, shall we say, fun episodes saved up. So that is me. That's me done teasing. I'm not going to tease you anymore. I'm not going to uh, uh, say anymore because if I do, I'm really going to say something and I'm going to spoil it and I don't want to do that. So uh, without further ado, um, I have been your host, uh, Luke the Human. You've been listening to the Nerd Stagic Podcast. I've had an absolutely whale of a time this ha- uh, Halloween season. And I can't wait till next year. But until then and until next week, I will catch you on the flippy floppy side. I've been your host, Luke the Human, and thank you very, very much for listening to my episode and joining me on this spooky, spooky ride.